0: Hi, and welcome once again to the Prep Ticket Podcast, your source for high school sports and recruiting across the state of Texas. Joe McCann here, along with my man, The, the Wizard. Wizard. Hey, Ward, what's going on, man? Good, good. I'm ready for another week of action. Yeah, got a lot of good stuff to talk about in today's show. We're going to talk some recruiting news. Uh, we're also going to look at some games to watch in week seven. We're already in week seven of high school week football. Week seven.
1: We got four left after this in... On to the playoffs, man. The stuff
0: moves fast. It does get going pretty quickly. And we're actually going to talk a little bit of basketball at the end of the show as well. We're going to talk Thanksgiving Hoop Fest as uh, Glenn Smith is going to join us. But first, we're going to talk some recruiting, a couple of commits in the area. One of them is Spencer Sanders. He committed to Oklahoma State. This is a kid you've seen a couple times with that really talented Denton Ryan team.
1: Absolutely. He's a a prolific dual threat. You never know how he's going to hit you, run, pass. It's a good get for Oklahoma State to sign him up pretty quickly.
0: And we can talk about him as much as we want but I'd like to hear from him himself so he's yeah, actually our first guest on the show joining us now is the quarterback from Denton Ryan Spencer Sanders hey Spencer thanks for joining us no problem hey Spencer let's start with the big news with you recently you committed to Oklahoma State uh, congratulations on that uh tell me a little bit about the Cowboys and why you made the commitment
2: um well I really like the way they run their offense and I like how coach Gundy does things and coach Yersich does things and just the attention they showed me as the recruiting process went on, and just as the way they they really run their offense, and they're a great school too. And um, there's a lot of good stuff, and they've done a lot of good things. Just like uh, just the other week, they uh, beat Texas, and that was a really good game. I was I, I attended, and I oh, nice. got to know what it felt like and the experience by taking a tour and stuff like that, and it was it was nice.
1: What what are those visits like? I mean. Obviously, you get to be on the sidelines for the game and whatnot. What do you look for when you go on a visit like that, and, and what kind of swayed you to, to Stillwater from that kind of visit?
2: Um, well, to really take that visit was because, like, I mean, my mom's whole side of the family has gone to OSU, and it's, it's been known for a really good school, and they've been known to be really good in football. They've never been really bad. They've always been either good or great. And just to take that visit, it was just it was good because I got to know what it feels like to be if I was there, or just the environment of the place and how people do things around there.
0: Yeah, and Oklahoma State has some great facilities up there. Uh, just tell me a little bit about where you like maybe in all were you able to check out some of the great facilities they have around campus, not just the stadium, but the weight room and athletic facilities and stuff.
2: Um, I was only be, I was only able to check out like the stadium just because. Um I did not feel like getting up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Who wants to do that for, right? for the tour? and so I was only I was there maybe thirty minutes prior to the game, so I got to check out the weight room, the coach's office, and the like maybe around the stadium a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, that's pretty cool because I know. I mean, sure, sort of obviously, it was enough to sway you because I mean, like I said, they have some great facilities there. Hey, another thing I want to ask you about is in recruiting, especially with quarterbacks. It seems like quarterbacks, more than any other position, commit early, like commit as juniors or even before that. As a quarterback in recruiting, did you feel any added pressure to commit early and secure your spot uh, to a school you liked?
2: Uh, no, I mean, I just really went off what I felt. I mean, I really felt like I wanted to go there and. I didn't need to go through any more recruiting process from other schools and stuff like that because I really felt like uh, OSU was really where I wanted to go. And so I stepped up and I made my commitment because I felt good about my decision and they showed me that I should feel good about my decision just the way they treated me and how they treat other people, not just me.
1: Sweet. And there's a, and there's also a lot of other DFW kids going up there. Uh, any, any other guys you, you know that are going that way?
2: Uh, no, not that I know of right now.
1: <laughs> well, you'll get to know them soon enough. Talk a little bit, let's, yes, talk li- let's talk a little bit about Ryan. You you talked about uh, how Oklahoma State is either good or great. That pretty much sums up Ryan, too. They're either good or great, and this year it seems like you guys are great. Talk about how the, the season's going for you guys so far.
2: I mean, when we're 6-0, that's, that's always good. I mean, no losses. And the way we've gotten better as in working with us as a team, we, I mean, we, we know we're, we're not the best team in the USA, but we will practice hard. And we will always, always play hard. Just no matter who we play, whether it's the worst team or the best team, we're going to treat them the same. We're always going to work hard and play our hardest.
0: Hey, you guys played a tough non-con- non-district schedule, I should say. How much did those early wins over some really good teams like Lone Star and Lancaster, how did that help you guys and that like, give you guys some confidence that you, as you go into district play and try to get ready for the playoffs?
2: Well, it puts a lot of confidence in us. So, like, if we're down and we're playing a really good team, we know we can come back and we can beat that team. Like, say we're in the fourth round and we're playing Alito and they've got a 14-point 14, 14 lead on us. Well, we've played some very great teams and we know how to take that and how to move it to another game and play with it. I mean, we've beat some really good teams like Botique and Lone Star. Those are, like you said, those are really good teams. So now we know. Moving on forward... That we can beat
1: really good teams. I was wondering, from my point of view, how, how can one play kind of maybe motivate you uh, in a game or, or maybe get you extra charged? And I'm thinking specifically of the Lone Star game I was at where you did that uh, Lolo Jones move, uh, hurdling a guy and, and taking off. Can that, and getting the kind of crowd reaction to a play like that, can that, can that push your game to another level and maybe get you even that more amped?
2: Yeah, it, it, it pushes me a lot, especially because of the crowd. I mean, I mean, I we love our fans, and just to have them supporting us is awesome. So anything we can do to make them support more or be louder, we're gonna do just because of we like the support. And if it if it if they like it, we like it because that means they're cheering for us. And as they're cheering for us, we just want to do better and keep making them cheer for us.
0: Hey Spencer, one more thing I wanted to ask you is with regards to Oklahoma State, maybe some OSU fans who maybe haven't seen you play that much and are curious what kind of uh, player they're getting. How would you describe yourself as a player? Like, what type of a quarterback are you?
2: I describe myself as a dual threat. I mean, I can, I can throw the ball and I can, I can pull it down and run it if I need to. I mean, if I need to get out of trouble or say I'm, the offensive line just makes just a simple mistake and a defensive line gets through, I feel like I can avoid that and make a play out of it or if I'm about to get sacked and I'm being thrown around and I mean I think I can get out of it and make a play out of it.
0: Well we're looking forward to seeing you up there but you still got a full year here and a year next year at Denton Ryan and uh, you guys are have a bye this week and then uh, you got four district games left. How are you feeling about your team the rest of the way?
2: Um, I feel great I mean we're doing great we're moving along great and we're still practicing hard and we may not have the best schedule in the district but I feel like we're very strong in our district, and our district is very strong. So moving forward, I feel like we can do really good.
0: Well, Spencer, uh, thanks again for joining us. And uh, I know you guys, you're busy with school and everything on, on your bye week, but uh, good luck the rest of the way. And, hey, uh, we'll keep an eye on you the rest of the way at Denton Ryan and look forward to the future at Oklahoma State. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Spencer. All right, well, thanks to Spencer Sanders for joining us on the show. Uh, good for him. Good get for Oklahoma State. And, again, he's still got a year left. He's just a junior. And, he, boy, he's leading a really good Denton Ryan team right now. True.
1: And – You know, you always got to put this out there. He didn't sign any piece of paper, so somebody could sway him at some point. It is a
0: verbal commitment. It is non-binding, but for right now, he's reserved his spot. That's why I kind of asked him that question about, did he feel pressure to reserve his spot? And he said, no, definitely not. I just like the school, which is cool. But uh, you do notice a lot of quarterbacks commit early, like way more than like any other position. Running back, wide receiver, defense. Uh, but it seems like those quarterback spots are so selective, and a lot of schools only take one in each recruiting class. So some mm-hmm. kids do commit early. You've seen some kids commit like freshman year in high school, sophomore year in high school. But uh, And so he's committing as a junior. So he's got his spot reserved for the OSU right. for now. So
1: And there's also this, every year there's a big handful of transfers too. So you're not right. only fighting other freshmen to get in there, suddenly some guy's coming in from Oklahoma that didn't work out. and it, it, There's a lot of battling going on. So, yeah, you want to res- get your spot in there quick.
0: So yeah, he's got the college recruiting thing taken care of, so he doesn't have to worry about any visits or anything no, for now. Unless, unless there's any kind of changes that sway his mind, like you said. Because but he for now he is an Oklahoma State yes. Cowboy. But he's not the only kid in the area this past week. Ward who committed to a school up north.
1: No sir, the, the Norman, Oklahoma, they pulled in uh, your boy Kennedy Brooks from Mansfield. He, he's been somebody I've been watching since his sophomore year. The kid's got he ran for over thirty-five hundred yards last year and. 1,400 of those were in the playoffs, so, and we figured out that average of 280 yards a, a game in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Right. And he was – you know, they dub him as undersized, which I don't buy. Obviously, Bob Stoops doesn't buy because he he wanted him on board, and he's picked a lot of kids out of the DFW area, and it seems like every skill position he's got from from this area, and Kennedy Brooks is just going to be a, a, a man-child up there, hopefully. Yeah, if
0: you ask coaches of opposing teams who have played him and try to stop him – They will all say he's underrated nationally. Like, I know Joey McGuire has said on multiple occasions they think Mansfield has the best running back in the country. Right. Right? That's how highly he thinks of him. That's not his coach. That's an opposing coach.
1: And his coach, coach Daniel Mayberry, talks about how he's the total package, talks about how you don't see a high school back – Wait for the holes like like Kennedy does. He's very patient. He sits and waits, and he's got a great offensive line. And they, as soon as they open it up, bam, he's gone. And yep. he he does that week in, week out. You know, this week he's going for his 19th straight game of 100 yards or more, which wow. is which is a ridiculous. When they play Arlington Martin today, Friday.
0: Yeah, and as good as Martin is, I still like his chance to get that because no matter how no matter how good any defense. He faces. He always finds a he way. Always comes to, to get a hundred yards, get in the end zone, and they rely on him heavily. He is a talented, talented back. Oklahoma fans should be very excited. Like, like I said, don't turn up your nose if you say, "Well, he's not a top five recruit right. or he's not a five star recruit." Trust me, you got a really, right, really good player.
1: Yeah, and don't I, pay attention to the stars. Just pay attention to the to the talent. Pay attention to your eyes when yeah. you when you see what you see, and that's what I do. And, and and as far as Oklahoma goes with DFW talent, you know they pulled up. Jalen Rager and right. Charleston Rambo, both wide receivers in this area. Chris Roberson is the quarterback. They also got Robert Barnes, who they're going to, you know, he's going to play defense, but we saw him score big touchdowns last week against Trinity in that big win. So they, he's he's worked at the uh, rental car down here to, to
0: DFW area for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he definitely has to do that because, I mean, there are plenty of good players in Oklahoma, but right. not enough to just stay in state and never have to leave. I mean, he has to go out of state to get players to make his – Team a national championship caliber team, right. and he has done very well in Texas over he the has. years. I mean, I mean, just look at some of the guys he has now: Baker Mayfield from Austin. I know that's a transfer, but still, he's a Texas right. kid. He got Kyler Murray again, Kyle a transfer. But I mean, but there are plenty of kids all over that Oklahoma team and Oklahoma State too right. that uh, are from various parts of Texas. And so, I mean, those coaches have to come into Texas to get them. Both of those coaches have done very well, especially Stoops. And he always Stoops is very good at just plucking, you know, five or six, right. you know. All state, all American players from Texas, right. and I know that's maddening to Texas fans. It is, but he does it, and he does it very well. And so now he's high on Kennedy Brooks. And as that's my be.
1: favorite part of watching the Oklahoma-Texas game, which will be this Saturday. It's right. Just see the pregame, watch a little sideline action, see who's on whose sideline, and where who might be thinking of what. And
0: right, yes, there are plenty. There are plenty of guys who go to that game. Thinking about both schools, right? right? You know they're not committed. It's like, ah, boy, I like Oklahoma, but I like my home state of Texas too. And that Whoever that's gets it.
1: stomped out. I'm not going there.
0: <laughs> and that, well, we'll see if that happens this right, week. Exactly. But uh, we're going to stick to the high school talk now. Talking about games to watch, Ward, and there are some really, really good ones. Some teams are on their bye week this week. We were talking right. with Spencer Sanders earlier. Denton Ryan's on a bye, but you look across the state, a lot of really good games, a lot of high profile matchups, especially 6A, 5A. Uh, what are some games that really stand out to you?
1: The one I really like is the Austin Westlake Lake Travis game. Those two teams are both going to be 15 16 week teams. Uh, Sam Ellinger's back for Westlake, and he he you know he only threw for 209 yards, but he did throw four touchdowns and, and led them to a big win over Buda Hayes last week. So they're going to take on Lake Travis, who's so prolific offensively; it's ridiculous. So yeah. this should be a high scoring affair.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Westlake probably is the best player in the game in Ellinger, right. but Lake Travis may have more depth right. they may have a few more skill players spread out throughout the field. And, you know, they may have the better team. We'll see how it all plays out on the field. But, right. uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see enough of these two teams with my own eyes, Right. but, uh, I, I get the sense that Lake Travis may be a slightly better team Right. and uh, this, the favorite team in this one. But, uh, I, I, Never count out the team with the superior quarterback. Not that I mean, not that Lake Travis doesn't have a good one. I mean, Charlie Brewer's had a nice season himself. But I mean, Ellinger is one of the best in the whole right. country.
1: It may come down to home field advantage too. They're, that one's at Lake Travis, and Lake Travis has played a ridiculous non-district schedule too. So they're they're getting themselves primed uh, for another big state title run.
0: And if it comes down to the very end, Lake Travis does have a kicker, who uh, Cameron Dicker, who had the big win in overtime over Sybil Steele. So. Special teams could be a difference. That I may mean, it's pushing edge to Lake Travis. So Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Hey, another one just in the Austin area <laughs> against two really good teams, uh Cedar Park and Georgetown. Yeah. I mean, these are two of the best teams in five A. Yep. And uh, I mean, how do you see that? How do you see that one Where, well, I
1: mean, Cedar Park is, is state ranked and they're they're getting used to, or they're ranked number one in the station, just say state ranked they're the number one state ranked team in a very packed five A uh five A conference or whatever in very stacked 5a uh, they're they got a new coach in there for the last two years and 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 they're just dominating everybody they've placed but they're also going up against the georgetown team that's also coming in this game undefeated and and they were and they're they're willing to stick it to them and then they get a, they get a home game against them but i i see cedar park pulling this one
0: out probably favorite team but i mean you look at like state rankings i mean depending on where you're looking whether it's campbells or texas high school football right. or the ap georgetown you know Fifteen to twenty-ish right. ranked teams. So this is probably one of the best teams, maybe the best team they've played. One certainly yeah, one of them, and get you know, a good chance to Austin American right. Statesman has Georgetown number two in the, in the Austin area. Right. So a great game should be a great atmosphere. Two unbeaten teams. Good obviously, gauge game. You know, obviously, like obviously the winner takes control of the district. Right. And and <laughs> can, we'll see what happens from there. Hey, another one: Midland and Odessa Permian, one of the classic rivalries right uh in Texas high school football uh both just one loss on the year permian coming off a bye right, right. now but uh and this midland team I mean they gave DeSoto a challenge earlier this season so this i they think did. this is going to be a, this should be a great game midland maybe a slight favorite in this one
1: i would give him a favorite i mean you can't underestimate the home field advantage again but and the desperation at a permian because they've already got one des- district loss you don't you don't want to pick up another one this early in the season start off 0-2 but like you said midland really put things together against DeSoto they had that game they Nobody's underestimating them anymore if they did before because everybody up and down the state knows. In a rivalry game like this, you're, you, you never know what you're going to see. I'm not going to say throw the records out the window <laughs> because everybody knows to throw them out the window. But we love our cliches. That whole town will be there, and it will be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, the common opponent is Friendship, and that was, uh, that was Permian's one loss in the district. That's the loss they're coming off of right. before their bye. And uh, Midland did defeat Friendship in their last game. And uh, you know, I, I was I was reading online. You know, it sounds like Midland has is a very fast paced spread team, and right. but they were able to slow it down a little bit and kind of grind out a win against Friendship here. So looks like Midland can play at different speeds, exactly. and so they can adjust to the opponent. Maybe Midland a slight favorite there, but get a little win against your rival with Mojo here, and right. then all of a sudden you get a little momentum, and then all of a sudden you know maybe you're in the driver's seat in right. the district. So exactly. We'll see what happens in that one. What else are you looking forward I'd to, i like a
1: Ward? 4A game, actually, down in, in in Waco, La Vega against Liberty Hill. La Vega's on the fast track to to get back to probably another matchup with Argyle in the final, but right. if they're going to stumble, it's going to be against a, a tough Liberty Hill team who, who also looks like a, a team that could go deep in the playoffs. Granted, it's, at, it's in Waco, so – it, it should be a, a little bit of an advantage for La Vega, but...
0: Yeah, they're a tough, they're a well-coached team. Right. And like I said, they've got so much confidence. They have been so far, so deep in the playoffs right. recently. And uh, again, they probably have that label of number one or one of the top teams right. in the state. So Liberty Hill will be gunning for them. But I, I still, until I see somebody really take advantage of La Vega and wear them out, I, I yeah, tend exactly. to believe that they're going to be the favorite in that game uh one more game maybe in the Houston area to circle on the calendar this week. Uh North Shore taking on Atascasita. These are probably two of the best teams in the Houston area.
1: Yeah, and Atascocita has really built themselves a good football and basketball squad and that 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 team's kind of come up over the last 3-4 years and 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 they definitely are North Shore's just coming on they want to I don't mean to go back to basketball but they won a basketball title a couple years ago, they won a football title. They're looking to 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 get at Atascocita early and often and we'll see what happens in that one cuz that could be a preview of some playoff action later on down the line as yeah, well.
0: So a lot of a lot of separation maybe across the state. So the, I'm really looking forward to uh, this week of games. Another great round of Texas uh, high school football. Hey, you know, Ward, something you and I have in common. We both went to colleges where basketball is king. You Absolutely. know, and so we, you and I both really love basketball as much as we love talking football uh, week in and week out. I'm looking just as forward to basketball season every year. And and it's and, right uh, around
1: the corner too. Yeah, and
0: so coming up, uh, if you saw this week, the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest is one of the great local tournaments in this yes. area and the schedule came out and we're excited about it and look at some of the teams too that are going to be participating in it and so now we're going to bring in now glenn smith he is the event director for the thanksgiving hoop fest to talk to us about this uh, event coming up and hey glenn thanks for joining us oh thank you guys for having me hey uh, so the schedule came out this week great list of teams and people can check it out online we'll tweet out a link to it after we uh, post this podcast but it looks like you got some great teams glenn tell me about this event and how excited are you for some of these teams you guys have in this year's tournament?
3: Uh, This is my eighth year. uh, My eighth year doing the event. Um, I really just started to do the event because I I felt like some of the best teams uh, in the country were right here in our backyard, and some of the best players were right here in our backyard as well. So I wanted to be able to feature those, as well as bring in some of the best talent uh, in the region and even the country. Uh, This year, I kind of changed changed it up a little bit. I added four girl games. Two of the girl teams won state last year uh, in Duncanville and Argyle. Frisco uh, Liberty uh, is really, really good as well. All the girl teams are really good.
1: And and uh, how about some of these boys games? I mean, I know I, speaking from DFW standpoint, I see, you know, Skyline and Marcus Garrett on the list. I see the, the, the defending Champions uh, Lincoln on the list. Uh, Duncanville's there. Trinity with that point guard, Javon Jackson. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the boys teams that we'll be seeing.
3: Uh, The local boy teams are are probably the best boy teams in the area. Um, uh, Like you mentioned, uh, the Duncanvilles, the Kimbles, the Lincolns, the South Garland's, uh, the Cedar Hills, the Euliss Trinities, uh, Prestonwood. These are probably uh, the best teams in the area, if not the state. Uh, And I can't even uh, I can't forget about North Crowley as well. Um, True. These are the best that we have, and I want to showcase them against some of the best teams that I have coming in. Uh, With that being said, uh, you know, uh, I also have some of the best teams in the state outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, with Sabolo Steel and Austin-Westlake coming up. Uh, So I want to say 6A, 5A, and 4A, I have the number one team in each each classification that will be at this event. Yeah, there's
0: some really good teams you're bringing in from out of state. And so certainly the headliner, even though they're not a Texas team, they kind of feel like one, and that's Finley Prep. Because they, I mean, they got three kids on that team who have, at some point in their lives, played high school ball uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. P.J. Washington, uh, he's from Frisco. Frisco. And then uh, Re- uh, Reggie Chaney's from Frisco as well. And then uh, Chris Giles, who played at uh, Plano West. Right. So uh, just tell me about that. How excited are you have a, a power like Finley Prep coming to uh, your tournament?
3: I'm really, really excited uh, to have those guys coming in. Uh, but but my, my excitement probably stems from a little bit something different. I'm, not, uh, I'm excited about those guys coming in because they are a nationally known team. But I'm also excited for the teams that they're going to play against to really uh, not only uh, get a judge, judgment of where they stand nationally, but also how good they are compared to uh, these nationally ranked teams. Finley's uh, going to play on Friday night. They're going to play Austin-Westlake, who some um. people feel may be the best team in the state regardless one. of classification. And then on Saturday night, they're going to play North Crowley, uh, who some people feel is the second-best team in the state regardless of classification. Yes, so they're... Philly, uh, they're coming to Dallas, but this may be one of the few events that they can come to where they really could be the underdog.
0: Yeah, they'll be tested for sure in those two games. Uh, another name that kind of jumped out for me, uh, maybe the best player, one of the highest rated players in the tournament, is going to be Trey Young from Norman North. Uh, I don't know how much you've seen Trey Young play, but I know Norman North's a good team. And Young, he's a kid who's been on, uh, you know, he's played for USA basketball. He went overseas this summer with them, won a gold medal. I know he's, you know, he's looking at a bunch of really good schools Washington, Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, how excited are you to showcase a talent like that in your tournament?
3: You know, I'm, I'm really, really excited. And then the reason for that is I didn't expect to get him this year. Uh, he came last year. Uh, he faced um, uh, Andrew Jones as well as C.J. Roberts last year. And he really, really put on a show last year. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to get those guys back this year. And he's coming back. Um, but he he's actually going to have his hands full
0: because he's going to
3: face one of the better players in the state uh, in Kansas' commit, Marcus Garrett. Uh, and I think this will be a test for both guys to see exactly where they stand. I think this will be the first time uh, and probably the only time this season that uh, Trey Young is going to face a bigger guard. I also think on the flip side, this will be probably the only time all season that Marcus Garrett is going to face someone as good as Trey, someone that he's probably going to see night in, and night in and night out when he goes to Kansas.
1: That Yeah, that's going to be something else. And that's going to be a testament to your tournament and the way you've built this thing up. I you know when you call around DFW, they're going to be chomping at the bits to to come in and uh, play in this, in this hoop fest. But what's it like now when you call out-of-state teams? Are they just as excited? I mean, you've built this thing up pretty good. You know,
3: uh, fortunate for me, you know, uh, I get more calls than I make calls now. Really? Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I actually – this is the first year to where I actually kind of had a waiting list, and I've already got – had the field already finalized for next year's event. Wow. Uh, some out-of-state teams uh, – well, to be honest with you, it's kind of limited on, on some of the out-of-state teams that I can even reach out to or that can come just based on the timing of the event because a lot of uh, state states don't start basketball season until the first week of December. But the teams that I do have reaching out are really good teams – They're excited to see someone that they haven't seen. And, you know, people love coming to Dallas, you know, uh, which is good for me. And um, the Cowboys always play at home on Thursday. So that's always a draw for a lot of out of the teams that want to come in
0: a day early and go watch the Cowboy game and then play two basketball games on that Friday and Saturday. So obviously it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So, uh Glenn, if people want to learn more about it, get tickets or whatever, where should they go and where should they, uh, who should they contact as far as uh, if they want to get tickets and check out more about this tournament?
3: Uh, they can get more information about the uh, event at uh, www.thanksgivinghoopfest.com And that's thanksgivinghoopfest.com All the information you need from the teams, the schedule, the location. And uh, you can also buy tickets on the website as well. Uh, and I would highly suggest that people uh, get tickets online. Uh, because they're discounted uh, up until now, up until a week before the event. And once the week of the event, they're going to go
0: up uh, and probably run out.
1: Jeez. Should yeah, be, definitely. Yeah,
0: it should be a great event. Well, uh, Glenn Smith with Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Uh, really looking forward to that tournament. We love basketball here. I mean, we're still busy with football, but uh, I mean, when that thing gets far, gets going, we uh, really get excited for high school basketball season. So, uh, thanks for joining us, and we're really looking forward to the event. Thanks, Glenn. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. appreciate it. it. Yes sir. All right. Thanks a lot to Glenn Smith for talking a little basketball. That'll be a really good tournament. Like I said, I'm uh you know, I mentioned to him there, but you know, he's talked a lot about the local teams, but I think it'll be cool to see all those local kids from Texas coming back here for Finley Prep. I know uh Chris Giles, his uh his father? Yeah, his father reached out to us. I know he's really excited right. to come back and, uh, and 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 see his kids compete in this area.
1: Right, and I'd like to see what they do with uh what they do with Cheney, what kind of condition what how, what role they play with with him on the squad because when he was on liberty he was just a big guy they dumped it into not much of a mid-range shot, but you know he's just so humongous. I want to right. see what how they work on his game and and engage him against some other teams that coming into yeah, town. That's a
0: good point because I first time I saw him as a freshman a couple years ago, I couldn't believe he was a freshman. I mean, he was one of the biggest kids right. on the floor. I thought he was a senior. I'm like my gosh, this kid's going to be amazing. And I, you know, I was looking for selfishly, I was looking forward to seeing him here in the Dallas area for the next few years. Right. But now he's got a great opportunity to go out there. But I think you bring up a good point. Going to a place like Finley Prep, that's why he goes out there, right? right? He doesn't want to just be a big man. Now, if he's going to be a big in college, he might be undersized. right? So going to a place like Finley Prep, they're probably going to stretch him out a little bit and try to add that mid-range Working game. Mid-range game, game. So I think it's a, probably a great opportunity for Reggie.
1: And it'll make him compete a little bit more, yeah. too. I mean, he doesn't have to compete at Liberty. He's going to be on the floor. If he's, he doesn't, you know, if he starts right. throwing up some bricks, he'll be sitting there at yeah, some he's not, the gonna, he's not
0: guaranteed to start at a place like Finley Prep, because they're one of those schools, kind of like Oak Hill Academy, right. Montverde Academy in Florida. Uh, you know, they have so many Division One guys. I mean, they're like, well, you know, if you're not going to if you're not going to produce, we don't have to play.
1: Right, exactly, and we'll still win with Joe Schmo on the bench or whoever the, the next <laughs> yeah. guy up is.
0: Yeah, I mentioned also Trey Young, the kid from Norman North. Uh, there, he's a kid uh, we'll have on Sports Stars of Tomorrow later this season because uh, he competed, uh, played with the USA U18 team. They went uh, overseas and won the gold right. medal. This uh, one of the best point guards in the entire country. Right. I, he's not committed yet. He's uh, considering. He's uh, considering Washington. A, among some things he's uh, he's really close friends with Michael Porter Jr. Okay. who is one of the top 3 players in the entire country. Now, Michael Porter his dad was hired as an assistant at Washington, so Michael's going to Washington. Okay. And I so Trey is interested they're really close friends, so I think Trey is interested in playing with Michael, but I think he also likes the Midwest area. He's he's has a lot of interest in Kansas, really? uh, a lot of interest in Oklahoma. Uh, OSU and I forget what else is who else, what other teams are on his list. I don't know if he I think he's considering Kentucky, Indiana, some other schools like that. So there's a like the the friendship of you know his his buddy from USA right. 18s going out to Washington. I think that's intriguing to him, but uh there's a good chance we could see Trey Young uh in the Big 12. It would right. be either Kansas OU or Oklahoma State, maybe even Texas. I'm not sure what other, how far his list goes, but that's a that to me that's the best player to watch. I think right. Finley Prep is the best team to watch. Right. I think Trey Young though is is the player you're going to want to see in that thing. And
1: you're going to want to see Austin Westlake too. Yeah. I mean they they're not they haven't been known for a good basketball squad for a while, but they, this this is the top team that we got going on at, in 6A and this, I'd like to see like like uh, Glenn said, just see how they gauge against the national talents and just see how they how they overcome and, and, and how they match up with other teams.
0: Yeah, so that'll be something definitely to look forward to over the Thanksgiving break. If you're jonesing for some basketball, like uh, I probably will be. So that'll be really good. But we're still looking forward to football. We appreciate all the football talk. One again, thanks Spencer Sanders for joining us, uh, talking about his commitment to Oklahoma State. He was a great guest. And also thanks to uh, Glenn Smith for talking Thanksgiving HoopFest with us. As always, you can connect with us online. Follow us on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Leave some ratings and reviews. Let us know what you think about the show. You can also find us on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play as well. So wherever you like to listen to your podcast, you can find us.
1: Absolutely. We'll we'll, we'll catch with you guys next week. Another episode of Prep Ticket.
0: Follow us on Twitter, by the way, Prep at Prep Ticket. Welcome your feedback and your comments. We'll catch up with you next week.